Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, Mr. Heichel, I think you're on the plaintiff's side. Is anyone here for Bank of New York? Pardon? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Good morning, Judy Kopa. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Heichel. Good morning. So am I pronouncing the name correctly? Is it Heichel or Heichel? Heichel. Heichel, all right. Um, Mr. Heichel, I'm going to swear you in because everybody who testifies before the court must be sworn. Uh, counsel, as an officer of the court, is already presumed to be sworn in, so his testimony is sworn as well. Would you raise your right hand, please? Just for the statement you're going to make to the court, will be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth under pains and penalties of perjury. Yes, I do. Thank you, sir. All right. Um, Mr. Heckel, I've, I've read the, the file. What can you tell me about the current status of things? Well, we're here today, I believe, Your Honor, for uh, um, because there was a foreclosure that was scheduled. Right, and Judge Brown enjoined that, and then you posted the $1,000 bond. Is that correct? Right. And so I'm just asking, uh, I, I, well, we have all the, uh, all the, all the documents. Uh, first of all, ma'am, I didn't receive a, uh, I didn't receive an appearance, appearance, or a copy of the, of the appearance from Bank of New York Mellon. I, I didn't they, either. I was just going to... Do they have standing in court at this time? Um, well, yes, there's the appearance. <laughs> yes, they do. If the appearance is filed, yes. All right, but I was going to... Can follow? I'll hand it to the court. I'll give my secretary the um, I just, I just got involved. It in hasn't reached the file as of yet. Thank you, Attorney Bogan. Okay, so we have the appearance, sir. So you're asking okay. for a further injunction pending what? What do you anticipate happening? Well, uh, I, you know, I paid the. Uh, this goes, this goes, this along, this goes back quite a ways, but um, the Millers had a divorce. I, I don't want to bring up all of that past stuff, but I, what I'm asking for is um, is quite a title on that property. I paid it. I bought it from the uh, from the, who had authority to sell that, and um, I paid it. I recorded it. The uh, the the deed. I have the deed, and. Um, uh, and, and I paid in full, and I don't have a mortgage with Bank of America or Mellon. I'm not a, I'm not associated with that. That's somebody else behind me that that done all that. Um, you know, one of the parties filed bankruptcy, and Judge uh, Judge uh, Judge uh, Moore. A district allowed her to quit claim all of the ex-husbands because he abandoned it over to her so she could do whatever she had to do to save it or get out of it or whatever so uh, I pay I bought it from her um, and and have the quit claim deed so 
I don't have a mortgage with Bank of New York Mellon. I paid for the property in full, and I want quiet title, and I want Bank of New York Mellon. I want anybody well, you to stop. You didn't petition to quiet title, so you just petitioned for an injunction to stop the foreclosure. An enjoyment. Right. Yes. So um, that's what's before the court this morning, and uh, that's what uh, Attorney Philpott's here to defend this morning. So the petition to quiet title would have to be a separate claim. I don't even know who you are, so you can't just stand up and interrupt a proceeding. Okay. Who are you? I have a vested interest in this property. Who are you? My name is Gus Brett. Well, so you're not a party to this action. Okay. So do you know, Mr. Heichel, who this individual is? Yes, I do. He does have a vested interest in the property. Okay. Well, he'll have to, and then he would have to file a motion um, to be added. Uh, to the case. Uh, I tell you what, why don't you have a seat, Mr. Heiko, for now. Let me talk to Attorney Philpott. Attorney Philpott, what is your understanding of what's happening here? Uh, there's, there's a valid mortgage recorder of record. Uh, uh, I have the assignment here uh, in Bank of New York Mellon as trustee of a securitized, uh, I'll call it an arrangement for lack of better words. I think you're under understands what I'm saying. Yes. Uh, and uh, the the, the uh, property is uh, uh, several months in arrears, and foreclosure was started. As Mr. As the plaintiff uh, indicated, uh, uh, the main uh, party here uh, has filed bankruptcy and been discharged. So there's on the, on that basis, there's no opportunity for a loan modification. Um, the property was transferred in violation of the due-on-sale provisions of the mortgage. Um, um, the plaintiff makes no offering to this court or to the bank to assume the loan, um, which, quite frankly, in my opinion, wouldn't be possible. Um, he would have to go to another institution and refinance. That would be the best solution. So he offers no solution other than he didn't sign the mortgage and he received a quick claim deed and on that basis he wants to mm -hmm. he wants to continue to enjoin this foreclosure and I, that's that's not a valid basis for for uh, for uh, doing uh, allowing a uh, foreclosure to be continued if, it, if he was offering a solution uh, I take that back to the bank as a further issue, the service has not been completed as of this date, and I don't waive that. Apparently, service was made on CIT Corp and Concord as registered agent, but they're not registered agent for New York Mellon, so <coughs> we don't have service here, and I would, I'd be filing a motion to dismiss. But overall, I'd, if someone comes to this court and offers a solution, well, I'll listen to it, and I think the court has experienced that. That's been my attitude in the but I don't I don't hear that okay. that's that's the problem all right so what is what do you say is still owed on this property who's the original owner is that Elaine Paradise yes and her husband and her husband all right so they filed you have to understand I I don't have your a response of pleading from you I just got your answer today so I just want to make sure I understand the chronology I, here. Actually, in fairness to the court, I have not filed an answer yet. I just got pulled into this. And right. I, I would I would be filing a motion to dismiss on the basis of service. And I, I understand, would, but I, yeah. so I need more background. I need more yeah. backstory here. I'm not quite understanding the chronology because I have 
Mr. Heichel's pleadings, and it shows, it has documents, but it doesn't tell me the chronology of what happened. So Elaine Paradise and her husband owned this property. They did, and they mortgaged it. And they mortgaged it with whom? Let me get that, Your Honor. And then I'll ask you, Mr. Heichel, for your input as well. MERS was nominee, and the original party lender was Countrywide Home Loans, Inc. MERS was the holder as nominee for the mortgage, and Countrywide was the holder of the note and lender. And that was subsequently assigned. The mortgage was assigned at Book 8315730 in the Hillsborough County Registry of Deeds from MERS to New York Mellon, formerly known as the Bank of New York, as trustee for the certificate holders, CWABS, Inc., asset-backed certificate series 2005-4, securitized. Given the issues with Countrywide, do you believe, Counsel, that this is a valid assignment, or have you not had time? I just got into this, Your Honor, but I'm going to represent to this Court, and I'll stand by it, that the servicer is Bank of America. The original note, as I understand it, was signed in blank, transferred by possession, and that the servicer, Bank of America, holds the note for the lender, New York Mellon, in a securitized trust. Furthermore, I would add that none of that has been pledged, Your Honor, as an offering to the Court. But I'm standing by my representation to this Court. All right, and then what happened? They filed for bankruptcy? Elaine filed for bankruptcy, Chapter 7, and was discharged. That's my understanding. So she has no further obligation under the note. Her former husband has apparently walked away from the property. The family court gave her authority to sign on his behalf. She transferred her interest and her former husband's interest to the plaintiff. And you say that's in violation of the mortgage? It's definitely in violation of the due-on-sale provision of the mortgage. And over and above that, this mortgage is woefully in arrears. And what's the arrearage as of today? If you could just give me a minute, Your Honor, maybe go back to the plaintiff. I'll get that information for you. Thank you. 
Elaine Paradise was on the mortgage? Yes. And her husband was on the mortgage? Yes. And both released their homestead interests. So Randy Miller ended up owning this property after the divorce, is that what you're saying? The decree, it was at a family court, and of course family court, when they set it up, did not confer upon family court the same jurisdiction that the Superior Court had. In other words, the authority to transfer by decree. So what my understanding is the family court judge gave Mrs. the power to sign on his behalf. Whether or not that works jurisdictionally with the family court or it's cutting it, I don't know. I'm not a family court lawyer. I don't have a good bedside manner. Well, I don't think anybody enjoys that work. So who transferred this property to you, Mr. Heichel? Mrs. Miller, now Paradise. Okay, so Elaine Paradise. There's a few things I want to correct on what the attorney said. The petitioner is awarded, this is an order from Judge Moore. I don't know if you've seen this, but I want to read it in the record. Exclusive use of possession of property located at Dubac Mountain Road. The petitioner has the authority to enter into any negotiations necessary to preserve any equity in marital residence with Bank of America and other mortgage or third party that holds an equitable interest in said property. The petitioner has also the authority to sign the respondent's name to the quick claim deed, quick claim in any and all respondent's interest in said property. Right, but that doesn't mean, sir, that the mortgage doesn't have to be paid. That's not my problem. That's Randy Miller's problem. And Randy Miller has the mortgage, and the mortgage and Bank of America does not hold the note. That is being held by Bank of New York Mellon. And I also contacted CTI Corporation, and they said they couldn't either verify or deny that they are the agent of the registered agent for Bank of New York Mellon in New Hampshire. But when I served it to the sheriff in Merrimack County Sheriff's Department, they knew exactly what it was. And I said, is this the agent? She goes, yeah, that's the agent for Bank of New York Mellon. And they knew it, and they served it, and they accepted it. So I'm not sure, it doesn't sound up to date on that, but the registered agent of Bank of New York Mellon is CTI. I think it's CTI, but it's the one that I had served. And they accepted service. What did you pay for this property? And somebody obviously contacted the defendant because he was never served, and I don't know how he would have found out any of this stuff if several people weren't talking at another level here. Thank you. Thank you.
I'll respond later. Your Honor has an open question. How much did he pay? Yes. What did you pay for this property? Sir? Well, it's in, it's in dis... What did you pay for it? You don't remember what you paid for it? Yes, well, exactly. I paid... Um, it probably comes out to around... I mean, if I was going to say dollar-wise, I'd probably say with, with, with all the valuable consideration... No, what did you pay for the property, sir? What did you pay uh, Mrs. Paradise or Ms. Paradise for the property? Uh, I'm looking 40... Um, Total-wise, it comes out to around $40,000. I mean, there's not What's a, the assessed value of the property? Do you know? That's... Paradise, Mr. Heichel? Uh, I've known her for five or six years. How do you know her? How do I know her? I have a... How do I know her? We are very good friends. And I've known the family for a long time. I... Are, you, are you involved with her, sir? I'm trying to figure out how this transfer occurred. At that, how does it, what does that have to do with this property? I, I guess I'm... Well, because I'm trying to figure out whether you, you're a bona fide purchaser of this property or not. Yes, I am. My no, that's my the, decision, sir. Oh, my name yeah. is on the quick claim deed. I understand that, sir. Okay, I'm th I think I'm starting to understand what happened here. I'm an investor in properties, and I am able to. What's the outs I'm just trying to figure out what the outstanding value is. The property probably needs a two hundred thousand dollars to have it brought up to a sellable, marketable interest. It's in total disrepair, including the water, septic, roof, driveway, leaks everywhere, grounds. Um, Your Honor. I don't, I don't want to interrupt them, but I found the valuation. This is Gallagher's file, foreclosure okay. file. I would okay. keep it differently. Okay. I knew his father, Ted, and I think he would be appalled. <laughs> so I have to have to okay. leak through things. And I'm not a very patient person. When I go back to the office, I'm going to change things. Okay. Sorry for the delay that I've caused the court. Not at all. The assessed valuation... Land and building is 225900 According to uh, online Vision, Vision Government Solutions. And that's uh, 802 Back Mountain Road. And I think, uh, furthermore, while, while I'm at it, at the, I, I think what plaintiff's referring to is minimum transfer steps, $40 on that, on that deed. I don't 
paid the $40,000. Well, that's, that's what we had. So I asked you what did you pay? What, how much money did you give to Miss Paradise for this property? How much money have you been given? I gave her 21 lawful U.S. dollars, and I also gave her uh, uh, good and valuable consideration for the balance, which is okay. a considerable amount of money. Okay. Well, $21 really isn't a lot of money. So. Silver dollars now. Um, Attorney Philpott, uh, so did you do a title search before you paid her this $21 to see if there were any outstanding liens or mortgages? I saw the mortgage. I saw the mortgage, but the judge Moore granted her the authority to enter into any negotiation that right. she needs to do to... No, what he meant was he, she, could, she had the authority to sell the property, but it didn't mean she could sell it to somebody without the mortgage being paid off. Attorney Philpott, I'll await your pleadings, and you can take some time with the file and lay this out. In the interim, I'll continue the order, um, and, but I'll open to any motions that are filed. All right? Okay. And, and today, Your Honor, may the reason that we were here today, the reason that I filed to open this case, was because there was no, uh, at no statute, no advertisement, no public notice given in any of the uh, local newspapers for okay. that sale that was supposed to happen. Um, to the contrary, Your Honor, it's, it's been advertised in the Manchester Union later. I'm Did sorry, ma'am, it was not. Gener general circulation. You could check that, and the newspaper had it canceled on August, I think it was 6 or 8. Okay. There was no advertisement for the foreclosure. Right. All right. Thank you very much. Um, as I said, I await further pleadings. I'll continue that in the interim. Thank you. Thank you, Your Honor. You have to delete it so you're not allowed to record. You're not a media outlet. You don't want to be in contempt of court. Yeah, that's anybody who, uh, who publishes things for... Sir, so you can't record. You can't do that, sir. You can't record. Who you, says? I you say. Can't. 
You do not want to be in contempt of court. You need to delete that report. I have no idea how to delete this. I don't believe you. That's fine. I have no idea. Do you want me to do it for you? Yeah, if you know how to do it, I don't care. Thank you, Julie. What is your name, sir? I believe that's Mr. Menard. Mr. Menard, okay. Yes. Are you Mr. Menard? Okay. Thanks. We are into your office. We are into your office. So we have Mr. Menard. Nobody is at the office. Yeah, they're not going to come. It's an $829 wage. the education I paid for, which pleases me. Good morning, sir. Good Would morning. you raise your right hand, please, just for the statement? Oh. Your, your right hand, sir. Oh, sorry. <laughs> just for the statement you're going to make to the court will be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth under pains and penalties of perjury. Yes. Thank you, sir. Uh, Mr. Menard, you, uh, it's Menard. Is it M-E-R-A-R-D? I'm sorry. I was saying Menard, which is a more common name around here. Please have a seat. Um, Mr. Menard, it is now 938 and the uh, Outback Steakhouse has failed to appear. Uh, they have filed a pleading. Have you had an opportunity to review that pleading, sir? Yes. All right. Now, what happened, as I understand it, is, is the Department of Labor found your original claim to be um, not valid. Is that correct? And you claim you're owed $821. Is that right in back wages? And um, sir, they're basically saying that you have to show you have to show the Department of Labor uh, made an error of law or fact in reaching this conclusion. Can you please explain to me what you believe that error of law or fact um, is that the Department of Labor made? In other words, what do you think the Department of Labor got wrong, sir, at that original hearing? Um. I don't know what, you know, because they just call me and they give you a win on the phone. So, and then, um, after they give you a win on the phone, and then, you know, they sent me like a letter. I received it, and then they told me I'm supposed to come to Shave Department. No, I'm supposed to come to Sequim Code. And then he told me I have 20 Sunday, you know, um, right. I don't see they do something. You comply with all that. Yes, you comply with it. Uh, by the way, sir, could you stand when you address the court, please? Just it's oh, a sorry. formality. Okay. That's all right. Thank you, sir. 
So let me just ask you, as I understand your pleadings, you said that they called you into work on days that you weren't available to work. Is that correct? They lie, you know. And because I have to work, you know, I tell the manager I'm available to work on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. And then what they do to me to understand me, because they put the schedule online, because by the time, because I have my mother, you know, so, and then I go to Boston because I have to work on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday. Okay. And then they put me to work, they change the schedule on me, and I don't even know, and they change the schedule, they're not supposed to, you know, because what they do, and they change the schedule, and then when I was going to see my girlfriend, and then I was on the call, and then I checked the message about 11 p.m. I'm talking about it, and when I checked the first when I see, I would ask some message to see what you because they have two different numbers, because I have the number I would back, and when I check the message, I see Jay call me, he told me, um, Mr. Mina, you're supposed to be there to work today, and I said, what's mail, and then, but the restaurant is still open at 11 a.m. for, like, um, you know, people walk over there, and I call them back, and then to see what's going on, and he told me, yeah, um, you're supposed to work today, I said, no, I don't have work today, I look at my schedule, he put me on a schedule to work, on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm supposed to work, I'm not supposed to work for you Wednesday. And then I already told you the beginning time I work in, he told me, yeah, and uh, I'm saying, it's not about, yeah, if you change the stage, you're supposed to call me before time, you know, to tell me I have you work. And uh, they scheduled, you know, said I have you work on, you know, because they give me like a three-day work, they give you Friday and Saturday, Sunday, mm -hmm. and they don't put me on on Thursday, and they told me I have you work Wednesday, you know what I mean? And they try to mess me up, you know, so, and um, what I do, and then I, I was with my mother to call him, you know, and then to better talking to them, and then he said, what happened to Bourgeois? And then he, he said, um, Oh, Christina is supposed to work in, um, you know, on Wednesday, they're not showing off. He said, he already explained to me, he said, can he can go to work in, you know, and today? So he said, uh, no, because I can, whatever, mommy said, tell me straight up, did Bourgeois fire them, yes or no? Just tell me, because I understand. So he said, oh, you know, I can come to work, you know what I mean? And then when they said I can come to work, and then, um, you know, I give him a call back again, so, um, and then he said, um, you know, he, he told me I'm sorry because whatever, you know what I mean? But he don't open your mouth, he said he fired me, you know, but he's been fired because he don't want me to come to work. Mm -hmm. So what I, what I do, so um, I told him, can I get my check because I take you With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.